It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Wednesday. I had to double check that as I was saying that I was double checking to make sure it was a Wednesday. Over the hump we go. For some people in Wyoming, I know Casper and Mills, you're one of them, but for some areas around Wyoming, watch out for that morning fog. Yeah, some folks across the state are having a good bout of fog because of the weather that's moving in. And uh, some of you are looking out the window right now going, what fog? It just depends on where you are, but it is out there in some areas. All right, so. Don Day's extended forecast, 645. He'll be on live, 745 with me. And there's a big change up in the weather as two different systems move in. As you just heard on your local weather forecast, we'll give you the details as that goes on. All right. I just decided to do something. I'm starting a tradition, like now, which I haven't done before. As we get closer to the end of the year... And that's closer than it really feels. I know we're we're just at the end of October here. But I mean, like November, December, we're done. And as we get near the end of the year, people always ask me to do a year in review, which I always don't like doing because that's what everybody else is doing. I like to do things my own unique way. I spent some time this morning putting together more stories for you about things that were predicted that didn't come true. Things that you were told were happening that either were not happening or were exaggerated. There was lies that you were told. Exaggerations and lies. And I thought, here's what I'll do from now on. From from this year, the end of this year, for the rest of my radio career. Rather than give you the end of the year breakdown of here's what happened this year... I'm going to give you all of the predictions of horrible things that were supposed to happen that never did. And all of the things that you were just lied to about. Either they were just exaggerations of what was going on or it wasn't happening at all. An example of something that never happened at all. We had a couple of days this summer that were the hottest for this planet in recorded history. This planet has never seen heat waves like this, but didn't happen. Absolutely did not happen. That was one thing that was not even just an exaggeration, just a flat-out lie. So I'm starting to make that list in my head. All right, now, I'll put that aside. I've got a little while to work on it here because we've got a couple of months till the end of the year. So plenty of time to put it together, and I'll slowly work on it. Now, the first thing I have for you this morning, this is just amusing. I love it when uh, – here we have, of course, a problem Israel, Gaza. That's the big topic right now. And literally, the world is taking sides on this. And the pundits are out there saying, World War III, here comes World War III. This is going to be it. It's going to be World War III. And there are several people around me that are actually, you know, friends of mine, more than one, that uh, are really freaking out about it. Here it comes, World War III. Well, um, personally, I think it's just the pundits looking for something to say to keep you all excited to keep their ratings up. With that in mind, I came across this. Guy's name is Davy Jones. I wonder if he has a locker. 
He's on Twitter, which I still, maybe one of these days I'll get used to saying X. I can't do that yet. I just, I'm not used to it. He, we don't say millennials anymore. M- millennials are in their 30s now. Do you realize that? He's a Gen Zer. I don't know what to do after we get past Z. Do we start at A again? I don't know. And so he decided to go ahead and post a video about why Gen Zers could not be drafted for World War III. Do you see what these pundits are doing to everybody? Here comes World War III. There's going to be a draft. This is it. Nuclear annihilation. Okay. So this young man is going to explain why there's no way you could draft Gen Zers for a World War III. Some of what he's doing is tongue-in-cheek. Some is serious. I'll let you pick apart which is which. Why is everybody saying Gen Z is going to get drafted? Like, (laughs) no, we're not. And you know why I know that? Because we're just going to say no. Like, how are they going to actually force us to get up and go to war? I understand it was like that in, like, the 1940s. What else is there to do in 1940 besides shoot people? We have things to do nowadays. We have twerk, be bisexual, eat hot chip, bye. And we're also, like, really mentally ill. I have, like, six of these. What makes you think I'm qualified to have a gun, like, within 600 feet of anybody, including myself? And finally, like, guns are, like, so tacky. Like, can you imagine just, like, pulling up with a gun? Like, that is so embarrassing. Like, what is this, the revolutionary war now? Like, let's just chat. Let's just talk. There's no, there's no need for all the, like, like, no. (laughs) No. It's not going to happen. Don't worry. Okay. So, again, now some of what he's saying he's serious about and some, of course, was tongue-in-cheek on that. The part that got me, I'm just going to play the real quick opening here. Why is everybody saying Gen Z is going to get drafted? Now, that's something. There's a pet peeve of mine. Why is everybody saying? I hate it when people do that. Why is everybody saying? Everybody's not saying that. Okay, just so you know. But some of what he says there is actually he has a point. It really got these kids are uh on drugs and they have no concept of work showing up on time for anything you know and really don't care about their country all that much so what what are you going to do here what exactly are you going to do how exactly are you going to draft them to an extent he kind of has a point right well i haven't played it yet trigger warning Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. I wonder that the young man that I just played the audio for, if he realizes that whether he's just trying to be funny or not. And I think it's a little bit of both. I think in part he's trying to be funny, in part not. I think there's a little bit of both in there. But honestly, listen to him. Hey, young man, do you realize how stupid you sound? I Honestly, do you realize, okay, time to build some maturity into this, okay? Time to do that. Now, I'm switching over to something slightly different, but same generational. 
So we had in Wyoming Riley Gaines. She was on this program. Riley Gaines, of course, the young woman who's, I think she's like 23 years old now. And she was the swimmer who was uh, I mean, big-time winning swimmer. I mean, just won all sorts of major swim uh, tournaments. And she's the one who ended up having to go up against, I forget the person's name, was trans. And this guy could not win competing against other men. He was less, just a little less than mediocre. He wasn't the bottom, but he was a little less than mediocre. But when he went to swim against women, saying that he was a woman, well, he beat just about everybody except Riley. They tied. And they gave the award to him, even though it was a tie. Because, well, we're right embroiled right now in all sorts of trans issues, so there's why. So that's why she was on the program earlier this week. And last night, she spoke at the University of Wyoming. Well, it turned out to be actually a really good... Yeah, there are a couple of people who protested there, but overall, it went the way it's supposed to go. I'll explain. Coming up next, 615, Wake Up Wyoming. Everything you need to start the morning. News, weather, and a pocket full of opinions. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Six twenty two is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. So I just got done playing for a little tongue in cheek bit. In part, a young man, Generation Z, will have World War Three starts. You're going to draft us, really, Generation Z? Have you seen us? And he's he's very funny at it. And some of what he said, I took seriously, and some I thought he was just joking around. But for those people, who get really depressed because yeah, there's a lot of the younger generation. Once you think you've got to be kidding me. What talk about a bunch of useless people. I mean, honestly. And I blame the parents and their parents for making those parents useless. But okay, here, here's people that are worth it, though. At a mere 23 years old, the gorgeous swimmer Riley Gaines, who was on this program, the swimmer who won, went up against the trans swimmer, and uh, yeah, now she's causing a national stink, speaking in front of Congress, traveling to universities. So she was at UW last night talking about, well, first off, she had praise for the local sorority at the University of Wyoming who didn't want a trans member as part of their all-female sorority, and that's still ongoing. They're, they're filing an appeal to overturn because the case was thrown out or something like that. You know. But here's what really impressed me. During the course of the talk that she gave, about 600 people showed up. And most of them were her supporters. Now, there was a very small group, and let's see if I can count how many were in this group here. Everybody got these little things on their seats that were like pro-Riley, yay, Riley. Someone printed out a whole bunch of little signs people could hold up that were just yay, Riley Gaines, you know. So, let me see, one, two, three, four... More than that, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven young ladies stood up and heckled real quick and ripped up those signs. And that was it. Out of 600 people, there were seven people who made their voices heard that they disapproved. They heckled and ripped up the signs and sat back down. Okay. You know, look, I have no problem with them voicing their disapproval. That's okay. That's fine. But they really didn't try to overrun the whole thing. They didn't try to take over the whole thing. 
they just stood up and voiced their disapproval and sat back down and let the event continue. I'm okay with that. Everybody else listened politely, and then there were questions and answers, and Riley handled that really well. And I'm looking at this thinking, see, this is what we're supposed to be doing on university campi across the country. Even if it's someone you greatly disagree with, show up anyway, listen. During the question and answer, if you want to get up and interact with them, Riley is actually really easy to talk to. I know because she was on this program and she's really easy to talk to. I thought she was not just a very intelligent woman, very charming, okay, and is it's very much like dealing with me. Just don't be a jerk and we're going to get along just fine. So this is what an event's supposed to be. Now, there was another university recently she was supposed to show up and speak at, but they found every excuse under the sun to cancel her, which is not what we're supposed to do in a country like this. So if you're worried about the youth of today, it's not all bad. Let's not forget, we have WyoTech. Those are young people who are working hard to get skills. We have people like Riley Gaines speaking at UW and 600 other young people show up. The vast majority are on the same page. But it's still, they, even those who aren't, really, they, they don't make a mess out of things. They're not trying to shut down the event like will happen at other universities. That's the kind of engagement we want to see young people have in this country. So if you're thinking, well, there's absolutely no hope. No, there is. It's just the people who would give us hope aren't often seen and don't often get good press, even though they're out there and they're doing the right thing, as Riley did last night at university. She talked about a lot of different issues. I'm looking at the line here. There's a picture of the line of people waiting to get into the auditorium. They had to pick a bigger venue for her, too. Um, it was a small venue at first, but then as the crowd grew, they picked a bigger venue to squeeze everybody in there. And I, I think they didn't get everybody in. So that also, again, uh, appreciate So, okay, let's hope we have more of this. There was a few years ago, the... Um, Dennis Prager of Prager University fame, Dennis Prager, was asked to come speak at University of Wyoming. And there was some problems. The university student council was trying to put up roadblocks to stop him from coming. But he was able to come. And he actually had a, except for some people who were being a little bit too loud, but the vast majority of the crowd wanted to hear what he had to say and wanted to engage with him whether they agreed with him or not. Now, again, I don't expect everybody to agree with Dennis Prager, but at least let's have an adult conversation, which is what these young people are supposed to be learning how to do, is how to be an adult. That's a, a big part of the process. And a big part of being an American in America is understanding that, you know, you're going to hear people that you just don't agree with. That doesn't mean you have to get mad. That doesn't mean that you have to hate them. I think part of what fosters that hate also is, well, not just university professors and other activist groups, but news media in general. You know, yeah, and I include some talk show hosts out there, too, but news media in general. So, okay, I'm glad that that went as well as it did at the University of Wyoming last night. Got Mike Rowe coming to town. He's going to be in Casper at the Wyoming Ford Center Thursday night. I'll be there for that. 
he was fun to have on the program as well. And he's working hard to get young people on the right track, giving them scholarships to good-paying jobs, helping them to get a, a future as responsible adults. So, no, it's not all bad out there. All of our American youth is not lost. Just depends on who you listen to. If you listen to certain people, you get the impression that they are. Coming up on 630, local news, weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Keeping them honest, this is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Something on your mind? Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Thirty-six in time. It's wake up, my own. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for more. Morning, Jim. Yeah, he writes me. Here we go, humping again, humping again, bumping again. Here we go, humping again. Early in the morning. Okay. See, it sounds like Jim has had his caffeine, but he hasn't yet. All right. So, more good news for you. I have talked about many times in this program a guy named Alex Epstein. Now, I've interviewed him a couple of times, but it's been a few years. He wrote a book called The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels, and then he has a follow-up book, Fossil Future, why human, uh, global human flourishing requires fossil, more fossil fuels, not less. So he's going to be speaking at Casper College. Let's see, Friday, December 1st at 6 p.m. Okay. So Ms. Mary will see if he can get him on the program again. Of course, you'll probably want to be on the program if he's showing up for that. But now the only thing I would like to mention to him, and I will if we get the interview, I'll mention to him, can we, I know you got to say fossil fuels because that's what everybody calls it. Can we start using organic fuels since there's no such thing as a fossil fuel? That's just, it's wrongly named. It gives people completely the wrong impression of what it is. But all right, other than that, his first book, The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels, goes through what life was like on this planet, not just for the planet, but for human beings. Before we started burning coal and found out all the uses for oil and natural gas. Before we started doing it, while we were devastating this planet, it's horrible what we were doing just to survive. And we didn't survive very long. Our life expectancy was not very long. But because of petroleum products, coal, natural gas... Not only is life much better for human beings, but we've helped the planet considerably because we're not cutting down trees for every little thing. We're not deforesting the planet to get what we need in order to survive. And if you're thinking, well, we'll just replace it with uh, you know, wind and solar power, that's not working out real well either. As a matter of fact, oh, I have uh, more on that. Let me see. I want to make sure that I, yeah, I, I think I captured some audio here, but I'll, I'll get into it. There's a, um, in Australia, a, in fact, I think I can go ahead and do that right now. Wait, hang, let me go ahead and set this up. Now that I'm thinking, I'm doing this on the fly. Hang on, I'm going to go back to this audio here. So we're going to go to Australia for this. And there's a bit of a problem in using solar and especially in wind. So let's go to a television show 
that's there in Australia where they talk about this. Let me get back to Chris Bowen. The more this bloke talks, the more worried we have to be about the future of our energy grid. Listen to him talking about the summer ahead. We are in for a long, hot summer, Sabra. You can't avoid that, but you can prepare for it, uh, and we have been preparing for it. It's one of the impacts of climate change, of course. Uh, climate change is now a lived reality. You know, it means that longer, hotter summers are something we have to get more used to. Uh, it will put some pressure on the grid, but AEMO is working very closely with the federal government, with all the state governments, to make sure that we're prepared. OK, we'll have a hot summer. That's not news. That's what we have in this country hot summers. And Bowen blames that on climate change, of course, but then he said we'll have trouble ensuring the grid keeps up because we've pulled out so much reliable fossil fuel generation and switched to renewables, of course. We're now worried we won't have enough power. I don't think we can just put all the pressure on renewables for stability and reliability. We have 3.4 gigawatts more going into this summer than we had last summer of uh, generation. That's a good thing. Uh, yes, we need more storage. Sounds all a bit hit and miss, doesn't it? We've got to keep our fingers crossed. Certainly the energy minister does. But note how Bowen says we have to get used to warmer summers, regardless, because of global warming. So he's actually admitting that the measures designed to prevent global warming won't do that. So we pay the price of more expensive energy, less reliable energy, even though we know it'll make no difference to the climate. What genius. Why are they doing this? So we'll still get the heat waves. We just won't have the electricity to run the air conditioners. Or some people won't be able to afford to switch their air conditioners on. So again, why are we doing this? I'm tempted to say that the answer is blowing in the wind. See, it's just global warming virtue signalling. It's national energy self-harm. While China and other nations ensure that global greenhouse gas emissions continue to rise so it doesn't do anything to help the planet but hey it makes chris bowen feel smug okay so there's what's happening in the uk right now there's a flat out admitting yeah our grid's not reliable anymore okay so this is where we can get alex epstein it's december when he comes in to the state to speak at casper college but yeah it's really interesting the two books that he put out where he shows that not only are you know, coal, gas, and oil not harming the planet, but the good is done for the planet and humanity. It's a really interesting case that he makes. And something that you will not hear if you tune into, well, any other media other than programs like this or like the one from Australia that you were just listening to. 642, Wake Up Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 648 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to open up the crypt where Frank Gambino is waiting by, although he's haunting another place this morning. You're way over there. We're in a whole other state right about now, aren't you? I'm in Spearfish, South Dakota, yeah. and it's dark. Dark, cloudy, rainy, wet? Well, it's it rained a little bit last night coming back from Rapid City. I mean, like misty, misty. Yeah. It looked like it was going to snow, and then I'm yeah. like, well, okay, you know. It's, you, it's all right, you, but it's weird okay. being up in the yeah. my car. You, you still yeah. might get a little bit of that, so just keep that in mind anyway. Okay, i got to tell you a story I was telling Miss Mary. I grew up watching something called Creature Feature, 
which was... I uh, did too. Yeah, okay. Now, Creature Feature in Florida was hosted by uh, a guy who was in a crypt, basically, who told really bad jokes. It was just <laughs> hysterical. It was It was great. So I would watch bad movies, horror movies, right? Last night, I had the privilege of watching one I had not seen before. So bad, at the end of it, the villain is in a castle. He's down in the dungeon, right? And he's cranking some wheel that's going to make the ocean flood the dungeon. The contraption he's using makes no sense, by the way, right? But this is going to cause the ocean to bust through the walls and flood the dungeon. So now the hero and the villain are fighting as the ocean comes slamming through the castle walls. Now, you grew up knowing, as I did, castle walls are made from really, really big rocks, right? I mean, huge rocks. Yes, big, big rocks. Massive rocks. And yet the ocean just blasts right through them. Now, that's if that's not bad enough. I'm curious, Frank, as the two are fighting in the rising water and the ocean blows through the wall... And the rocks hit all around them. Massive, massive castle rocks hit all around them. Why did those rocks float? Did they really? They floated, yes. Boy, that's, that, that they made that movie for $1.98. Yes, which is why, Frank, I had such a good time watching it. <laughs> Just pretty <laughs> College football this Saturday. The Wyoming Cowboys will be on the road at Boise State. The folks are five and two overall and two and one in Mountain West play. They have never won in Boise on that blue turf that makes people dizzy when they watch them on TV. The Broncos are two and four overall and two and one in league play, and they're coming off a bye week. They lost to Colorado State their last time out, thirty-one thirty, in a game where they completely choked, blowing a twenty-point lead with six minutes to go. And Wyoming um, also is coming off a bye week. That should help them, you would think. The folks are six-point favorites in the game. It'll be a 3.30 start on Saturday from Boise. We'll have that for you on KT Radio and Casper and KOWB and Larry. And the NFL from over the weekend, former UW quarterback and Buffalo Bills guy uh, Josh Allen uh, absorbed a 29-25 loss to a bad New England team. Allen uh, did his job. He was 27-41 of 41 for 265 yards, two TDs, and one pick. But he was under a lot of pressure the entire game from the um, Patriot defense. And for all the hype the Bills get, they are just a pedestrian 4-3. and three. Former Cowboy Andrew Wingard had five tackles for Jacksonville in their win over New Orleans. Former UW guy Carl Granderson plays for New Orleans. He had five tackles in their game against Jacksonville. And uh, Marcus Epps, who plays for the Las, uh, Las Vegas Raiders, had five tackles in their loss to Chicago. Chuko Volleyball, Casper College, is 22-11 and 11 after three games to none win over Gillette College over the weekend. They will be back at, at uh, Friday at Eastern Wyoming and Torrington. LCCC is 28-4 after a three sets-to-one win over Central Wyoming. They'll be back uh, in action against Western Wyoming on Friday. The Golden Eagles currently are rated 16th in the country. 4A in the regional high school volleyball tournaments are starting Friday and Saturday. The 4A East in Sheridan, the 4A West in Green River, the 3A East in Moorcroft, the 3A West in Lander, the 2A East in Wright, the 2A West will be in Riverton, the 1A East in Hewitt, and the 1A West in Riverton. And in baseball, it was the Arizona Diamondbacks beating Philadelphia 4-2 to in Game 7 of the National League Championship Series to uh, get to the World Series, which will start on Saturday versus Texas. This season, Arizona had just 84 wins. They were pretty mediocre, but with the hottest team in baseball in September, and now it turns out in October. Back in 2011, they tanked 
They were 52 and 110, so tanking works, unfortunately. That's it in sports. Okay, so is this how you thought it was going to shape up or who wound up in the uh, finals here? Not not even close. Okay, okay. (laughs) All right, so who wins this then? I'm going now, even though the, the, the even though the Diamondbacks played played really really well. I'm still going with the Texas Rangers. Okay, probably the fifth time I've changed. Yes. who's going to win the World Series since this thing has started? Okay, so I could probably ask you next week, and you'll have a different answer. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care. Of. Remember now, whoever he predicts to win, place your bet the opposite. I'm just saying, it's just going by his record here. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. You and I get back into it again. It's a Wednesday. For some of you across Wyoming, some of you experiencing some pretty good fog. Keep that in mind. Drive careful. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Six at a time. It's Wake Up My Only. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Let's put the news aside for just a bit because that gets annoying after a while. Talk about something else for just a bit. Like, for example, music. And some, I think, some of the most original and raw music ever out there and an American invention is the blues. Crispy Watkins is on the phone with me right now. We're talking like Delta Blues, where you started from, right? That's right. I got I got very inspired by Delta Blues. Used to even have a, a college radio spot doing doing Delta Blues, um, and uh, that and Appalachian, you know, folk music. Growing up in Tennessee, that that was the heart of it. No, see, now I know the folk music. My family's got a cabin in the Carolina Mountains. The up in Ash County, they have the old time fiddlers convention, which I used to love to oh, go yeah. to there. Yeah. So you mix all of this. So you got that Appalachian music, you got the blues, you got Bob Dylan, who was also heavily uh, influenced by all of this. This all comes together for you. How? I mean, does this influence you at a very early age? Did you grow up listening to this and learning it? You know, I, I listened to a wide variety of music early on, um, and into a lot of a lot of country music and uh, just some of the '80s stuff that my my folks were listening to. And I'll say, really, uh, really in college, I you know, dug deep into old blues recordings, and uh, as you said, a lot of Dylan tunes, yeah, a lot yeah. of uh, you know Pete Seeger and things, and was influenced by some wonderful musicians just around East Tennessee and, and North Carolina. When I listened to music, I used to have a collection of old uh, blues that went way back to the wire recordings. I mean, that far back. And they were put on CD. Uh, but I mean, boy, what a collection that was. Until someone broke into my house and stole it all. I have no idea what they're going to do with all that. I mean, oh, no. <laughs> some connoisseur of old blues to break into my house and decide what a grand collection that was. So I would assume, besides playing all of this music, you've got to sing along with it, right? 
Oh, yeah. Even from a young age as a kid, I always imagined myself singing the songs, performing, playing along. Um, and as soon as I started learning guitar, <clears throat> immediately I started writing songs. Just right. One flew into the other for me. All right. So now are you traveling around? I know you're coming to Wyoming for this, but are you traveling around the country now performing? Is that how you're making your living? You know, I'm, I'm mostly uh, staying closer to home. And uh, I'm, I'm in, located in Fort Collins, Colorado here. Um, and I take little little side trips here and there. I've got young kids. Uh, the cellist I play with also does too. So, you know, we've, we've flexed our lifestyle a little bit, try okay. to create some stability, but we, we like to venture out and perform. All right. Well, now you're going to love the lyric. For those who don't know, the lyric is in Casper, Wyoming. So this is a old movie theater. Casper downtown area had three movie theaters at one time. And those theaters, of course, can't keep up with the big theaters with their big, comfortable, cushy chairs that, you know, will, will of course, lean back mm-hmm. like your living room chair. So instead, they've changed into other things. One of them is called the lyric. And so when you walk in, you're going to be on a stage. There's a nice big screen behind you. Usually they project things up there. People can sit up front in the old movie theater seats or sit up back at little bars, let's call them, where they can go ahead and get some food and some beer and sit there and enjoy your your performance. So this is a really unique venue that's here in Casper, Wyoming, that's just been around for a short while now, and people love this. What kind of a show... Are they going to see? Are you a uh, like a, a one man band, if you will, with stories and music? Yeah, I've got I've got a partner coming up with me, a um, friend of mine who plays some wonderful cello, and so you'll you'll hear me switching back between guitar and banjo, and throwing in some other instruments as well. You hear the cello bringing it all together. I'm a storyteller. Um, I love folk tales too, so I'll be telling some stories from my own life and. And sharing some uh, old folk stories and, and bringing, bringing them to life with music. So I think it's going to be unique, and I always like to invite people to sing along with me. So it'll be a participatory show. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and get people to the event. When are you going to be there? That'll be this Friday. It'll be at 7.30 p.m. This Friday, 7.30 p.m., that's in downtown Casper. This is uh, Crispy Watkins. He's going to be performing at the Lyric, so it's a good good place to show up with uh, an appetite, and you're going to want a couple of beers as well and just sit back and enjoy the music. And, of course, you can go to the Lyric to get tickets for that. Where can they follow you online, I would assume? They can follow me online. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and website. It's all the same. It's Crispy, C-R-I-S-P-Y, Watkins, W-A-T-K-I-N-S dot com or at that handle on uh, social media. Okay. All right. In town this Saturday. Thanks for coming up and visiting us. I appreciate your time this morning. Uh, thank you, Glenn. I'm glad to talk with you. All right. So wake up my own. News and weather together at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 717 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, 888 the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Foggy this morning for a lot of you. Not everybody, but for a lot of folks. And enjoy really this last day of what ought to be just a great day. Like in the mid to upper 60s, 
Yeah, really nice. But then it starts to move in little by little, two weather systems. So Don Day will explain that in detail at 745. And it's not a the big winter punch that you know at some point is coming. But still, this is a serious change in the weather. And we've had it so nice for so long. But all right. We do things a little bit different in the state of Wyoming. I've been giving you stories out of states like California, one of the worst. Where when shoplifters come in and shoplift below a certain amount of money, like below $1,000, let's say, worth, it's okay. They just let them go. It's not worth the prosecutor's time to handle every single case. Knowing this, the police aren't going to show up. The prosecutors aren't going to prosecute. So shoplifting has gotten so bad that a lot of companies have just closed the doors there in California. That's it. We're not doing this anymore. We're losing too much money. They can't afford it. Here in Wyoming, though, from Cowboy State Daily, the Riverton woman, the story says, state legislators who craft the anti-theft law that allows felony prosecution for repeat shoplifters and thieves is the first person to be prosecuted under this law, some Riverton woman. She's a repeat offender. It's not just that she was caught shoplifting multiple times. And they've had enough, and now they can do something about this. Wonder if it would help in part for California to pass a law like this. One thing if you showed up and shoplifted below $1,000, but no, no, no. If you continue to show up and shoplift at different places, we're going to go after you because you're a repeat offender. The story says Fremont County Assistant Attorney, who is also the state house delegate in the representatives, has charged Beatrice Monroe, 48 years old, with two felony repeat theft charges. Passed into law in February and activated in July. The new law allows for felony, well, felons punishable by up to 10 years in prison and a $10,000 fine for each case. Now, I've often wondered about the fine. In most, not in every case, but in most cases, if somebody's shoplifting, they don't have the money to pay the fine. So I often wonder about the fine. If they can't pay it, then why? So many years ago, there was a guy in prison who, while in prison, murdered another prisoner. So they extended his sentence plus a fine of like $50,000 or something like that. And I'm thinking, if I were him, I wouldn't pay it. You're already going to spend the rest of your life in prison for this. You're never getting out. So why pay the fine? What are they going to do? All right. So what's the 10000 Anyway, it could be up to 10 years in prison. So the law is a tool, the story says, to help temper a real problem of serial theft in Fremont County. According to the local prosecutor there, quote, Often we see large amounts of merchandise purchased out of the store or pushed out of the store uh, without any pretense at pain whatsoever. In other words, shoplifting. That's the way a lawyer would say that. Often we see large amounts of merchandise pushed out of the store without any pretense for pain. Can't you just say shoplifting? You could have said all of that in one word. But all right. The cart will be abandoned. If the perpetrator or suspect is detected, many times the items will include cosmetics, electronics, meat, and we know that's for resale. Now, let me ask this, though. For those people 
if you're shoplifting something like food because you're hungry, so you're shoplifting food, okay, you got food. But the stuff you plan to resell, that means you're getting into the retail business. What if you just got a job in the retail business? That way you wouldn't get arrested for shoplifting and having to sell. You could just sell it at the store like a legit job. Dave is in Mills. Hello, Dave. Good morning, Glenn. How are you? Good, sir. What you got? Well, you were talking uh, about this new law that they're trying to get through. And uh, they said something about you wondered if California would pass it, if that would help them. Yeah. This is comedy hour, right? Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys out there wouldn't prosecute no. anybody for anything. No. So. And instead, they're going to run out of businesses there because so many businesses cannot stay in business because of all the retail theft. They're just closing their doors and moving somewhere else. So eventually, California doesn't have any retail stores. Well, I'm not getting pretty close, didn't I? <laughs> yes, it is. So... All right, sir. All right. You have a Thank you. Day. I appreciate it. Yeah, is it comedy hour? I think that's a pretty good question. Is that comedy hour? Well, I mean, think about it. I, would California ever pass something like that? I think he's got a point. No, I don't think they would. I honestly don't think that they would pass something like this because it makes too much sense. But, okay, let's uh, see. I'm trying to find... Uh, yeah, okay, is that the bit there? No, getting a job. Uh, okay, let's see if this is the one. I am not, nope, no preview. If I can find, there's a comedy bit that might actually go with this, but I got to find where it is. Let's see. Is I have one? learned that there are people on this earth who do not have an endless supply of generational wealth. And so those people have to get something called a job. I said to my assistant, a job? Where does one get a job? She said, you could have my job. I said, don't be ridiculous. Who would bathe me in the morning? So she set me up with something called a temp job, which I thought was short for temperature. And I was very excited to get to be a weatherman. But instead, it was at a place called an office, which is like a fluorescent lit prison full of these cells called cubicles where you spend eight hours a day doing different activities with paper, like extra boring origami. I made friends with a man named Dave who loved talking about sciatica and something called sports. If you get tired, you go to a place called the break room where all the juicy gossip lives, as well as a refrigerator full of sandwiches accompanied by sternly written notes warning you not to steal anything. Very tempting. I snuck a bite out of Carla's meatball sub. I couldn't help myself. Not the bit that I was looking for, but I had let it play because that's a really good one. I think this is the bit. Why shoplift stuff that you have to resell later? I've often wondered this because that's like having a job. Now, I know this plan is foolproof. Check this out. First of all, you and me start working at the bank. Doesn't matter the position, okay? Just so long as we get in there. Then we just go there every day. Do the work. Gain their trust until we get them in the palm of our hand. That's how we get the money. <laughs> That's the beauty of it, bro. They deposit the money into our bank accounts. Week after week. Month after month. They're not even going to know they're being robbed. And then 20, 30 years later, we walk out the front door like nothing even happened. That's called a job. See, that's the one I was looking for there. Why? I never understood with shoplifters. So you shoplift a bunch of stuff that you're going to have to sell. That's retail. Just get a job at a retail store. Anyway, reading on here, 
So this is what they're trying to do in Fremont County. Often we see, says, and this is the prosecutor talking, often we see large amounts of merchandise push out the store. Okay. Uh, and then uh, we know that it's used for resale. Recognizing the town theft problem, Riverton business owners galvanized this summer, organizing surveillance cameras and sharing tips and concerns with each other to do whatever they can. In Beatrice Monroe's case, she has at least nine prior theft convictions to her name and is now accused of stealing a cartload of good from a Riverton Walmart. So not just going, I mean, one thing, you go in and you pocket something and you walk out, right? Oh, no, she'll just walk out with the shopping cart. Her prior convictions include one from 2012, 2013, 2014, 2016, two from 2018, one from 2021. And that's the ones where they caught her. One of these convictions resulted in a suspended 10-day jail sentence, which Oakley, well, characterizes literally nothing. Well, what's the purpose of giving the person 10 days in jail? That does nothing. And then suspending it. Quote, we look forward to some real actual deterrence for a significant problem that's gone on almost unchecked until now. So this woman's case ascended from the felony level Fremont County District Court last week, and she's scheduled to give her plea in court uh, tomorrow. In addition to the two felonies, she also faces two counts of misdemeanor theft punishable by up to six months in jail. And again, $750 fine for each. Trust me, I I just don't understand the monetary fines. She doesn't have the money. Uh, Let's see. Then they talk about surveillance and how they caught her and so on. Uh, Oakley's charged the new log on Friday uh, for another defendant who is 35 years old. Uh, This person faces one count of a felony repeat theft and has at least eight prior theft convictions on the record. And it goes through the dates, right? This person implicated October 26 or sorry, October 16 when Riverton Police Department responded to a grocery store report of a woman pushing out a shopping cart just full of items. Again, just fill up the shopping cart, walk out the door. That's how they're doing it these days. So, all right. uh, They arrest this woman. They find multiple warrants. If somebody's walking out with a cartload of stuff, it's pretty, to me anyway, it's pretty obvious. Gosh, I think they've done this before. Maybe we should look into that and maybe we can do something about it. So there's jail time for that. I would also suggest maybe some psychological counseling might be in order and maybe help that person get some skills so they can get a job and they don't have the idea of shoplifting anymore. Morning, John. John is in Granite Canyon. Said, morning, Glenn. How about bring back the chain gang, except in Wyoming, make them shovel snow? Not a bad idea. That's a great, in fact, John, that's a great idea. Instead, oh God, I just told Johnny had a great idea. Instead of saying, and that's a $500 fine, you are going to work off that fine. We know you don't have the money, so we're going to make you work it off in some way for the community. Shoveling snow or whatever. All right, coming up on local news, update on your weather forecast after that, then you and I get back into it again. Let's wake up, Wyoming.
Friday. He's not a doctor, but he's happy to take a look. Call Glenn Woods now at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Seven thirty-six. The time it's wake up, my old man. If you're just joining me, I was reading the story from Cowboy State Daily. How over in Riverton they have this idea to help with shoplifting, because oftentimes prosecutors don't go after. And this has been horrible for California. If shoplifting is below a certain amount, a certain monetary amount worth of materials, then it's not worth it to bring the police out and try to prosecute and so on. So that's why shoplifters have been going crazy. So what do we do? Well, here's an idea. If they are repeat offenders, then they can get a lot of jail time for that and monetary fines. Let's think of better, more creative solutions. Mike from Leeds, South Dakota, how about a severe beating? Okay, actually, that did happen. I'm trying to remember where it was, but there was a California store. Someone was trying to shoplift, and the owner of the store just came out and had had enough. And just started beating a person. And I bet you that shoplifter is not going back to that store. Let's see. Uh, I-80 John. Let's see. Bring back the chain gang except to make them shovel snow. Let's see. Cyberpoke and Laramie. Not sure if you... Uh, okay, here it goes. Uh, I'm reading it off there like you suggest. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I'll read that later. Because I want to stick with the subject of... You can send me a note. These people are texting me off the Wake Up Wyoming app, and there's also White Eagle, Arapaho. So, okay, uh, I'm looking for creative solutions for these shoplifters. What do you do? Now, one of them, I like the idea of we'll put them to work. Because some of the, it's, it's uh, you know, so many years in jail plus a whatever monetary fine. Well, they're not going to have the money to pay the fine, so let's go ahead and get the work out of them instead. And I like the idea because throwing them in jail doesn't always work. Oftentimes, you put someone in jail for a while, and then they get out, and they go right back to what they were doing before because they didn't learn any solutions to whatever the problem was. They're shoplifting for what reason? You can say, well, because they're hungry. In some cases, sure, but it's not always that. There's other problems as well. What do we do to get them to stop shoplifting? Well, let's go ahead and put them to work. And how about put them to work doing something that will teach them a skill So when they do get out of jail, they have a skill that they can use to go get a job. I think that's probably a realistic idea. Yes, they have to spend their nights in jail. But during the day, we're going to have them working at something that not only pays back their debt to society. So it actually is something productive. But now when they're done, they can take that, put it on a resume and say, okay, I yeah, I was arrested for shoplifting, but while I was in jail, they taught me this skill. And they can show up to an employer with that saying, I've now learned to do this. So rather than a life of crime, I will do the following. Do you think that might help? Or is there some other solution to this? But there's got to be some kind of a solution because literally like they were saying over in Riverton, They're going to be, these shoplifters at times, they're not just putting a thing or two in their pocket and walking out. Like you picture most shoplifters doing. Instead, they go shopping. They load up the cart. Then rather than stopping by the register, they just keep on walking just to wait to see what's going to happen. 
And if nobody tries to stop them, they just keep going. If somebody goes after them, they'll just abandon the cart and run. But in many cases, they just take the cart and they keep on walking out the door. So what do you do to get through to these people? You can't do that anymore. I would even say to make them afraid to do that ever again, but also make it so they don't need to anymore because they have some kind of a job skill. See, in my mind, just throwing someone in jail is not always the answer. Oftentimes, our answer is we're just going to put them in jail for a while, then we let them go. And when they get out, yeah, the jail time really sucked, but they haven't learned anything. And so they just go back to doing what they did before. So where does the rehabilitation come in? Now, I don't necessarily have the answer to that other than let's make sure that they learn some kind of a skill. And I know uh, oftentimes jails try to do just that. They try to do all they can to bring people through programs that will hopefully reform people because reforming will work if done properly. Just letting them sit in jail for a while and letting them out doesn't do anything. They need the skills necessary to get out there and work, but also the desire to want to get out there and work as well. And how do you put the desire in? And the fear, I should never try to do that again because, well, walking into a retail store and stealing would be really bad. I'm afraid to do that again. So there's a lot that we have to teach here. We got someone who's broken. I'm trying to figure out how do you just fix that. 742, wake up my own. Keeping some honest, letting some lie, letting you vent. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. 7.45 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Don, it was foggy this morning. I mean, really foggy. I think it's still out there for a good part of this area. Yeah, well, there's been fog. Are you talking about Casper or uh, Cheyenne? Uh, or? Casper area, yeah, but I know I've been getting some reports from around outside yes. of that, too. Yeah, Buffalo to Casper to Cheyenne, there's been pockets of fog this morning, some of it quite dense. Um, I do expect as the morning goes on that we'll start to see that thin out a bit, but some of that fog is part of that cold, wintry weather that's up in Montana right now. We've got a large part of Montana in the mid-teens right now with uh, snow. It's 22 in Billings with snow. That's really not that far away. Yeah, not at all. Okay, so here it comes and John, who's up in Granite Canyon wants to know if there's going to be wind with that snow when it gets to us. Well, there's going to be a lot of wind ahead of the snow. Okay. Um, Winds are going to be picking up especially along his neck of the woods along the I-80 corridor later today and tomorrow. uh, There'll be quite a bit of wind. I think when the snow falls, not a lot of wind will be with it. So the worst wind will be out ahead of it. Let's talk temperatures then, because I know we go through quite a bit of a drop today. Nice again. I mean, where I'm at, upper 60s, but it starts to cool down quite a bit. Yeah, if we use Interstate 90 as kind of a dividing line, you know, anybody that's up there, up along I-90, then along the uh, northern part of the state in the Bighorn Basin, that that Arctic air is going to be slipping in today, but it's going to get held up. So Casper and Point South, We'll stay very mild for one more day, but uh, we run out of luck tomorrow. Cold air starts to spill on the backside of the system. Tomorrow will be a lot colder. Tomorrow's is going to be a raw, blustery day. We're also going to see some rain and snow showers over the central and the northern and western parts of the state. 
Um, so there's going to be some weather tomorrow before that next system arrives Friday night and Saturday. Okay. Now, you have been up on the office pool that more than anybody else, but now taking bets on when I-80 closes. <laughs> well, um, put it this way. I think late Friday night through Saturday night, there will be some pretty icy conditions along Interstate 80 from the Nebraska border, probably all the way out to about Wamsutter, maybe out to near Green River Rock Springs. Um, and the thing is, and things folks got to remember this, is, is that a lot of the closures that happen when we have winter storms is because not that folks aren't getting out there and plowing the roads and maintaining them. It's accidents. Okay. Yeah, someone wipes out on all of this. So don't, so yeah. don't cause an accident. Drive yeah, very, safe. Very careful. <laughs> well, yeah, there's some people here. Other people, I always drive safe. You're the jerk, pal. Okay, you're the one. Okay, so this is a one-two punch, right? It is a one-two punch. I think that uh, the heaviest snow that will fall with these systems will be in the far north and the far south. It's it's interesting how this is setting up. I don't see as much snow falling in the central counties of the state with these two systems. Uh, the way the pattern is evolving. So we may not see as much snow around Casper, over to Riverton, maybe up to KC or over to Douglas than we will further north or further south. But everybody is going to get into the fun. Nobody's going to escape the cold. Boy, I tell you, we're, we're looking at some really cold temperatures. When you wake up Sunday morning, Monday morning, and mm-hmm. Tuesday morning, right. teens, some single oh. digits. I could see some sub-zero readings up north as well. All right. Thank you, Don. Yeah. Thanks a pant load, Don. All we wanted to hear. Up we go to talk to Frank Gambino. Uh, you might just want to start driving south, Frank. It sounds much better. No, I mean, it's, it's a sunrise and sundance for me. Okay. All right. It's okay. I looked up something totally out of the blue. I don't know what made me think of this, but I thought you would enjoy it. You ever okay. drive across town and you see... A truck, and these these people are in the septic and sewage business, right? Yeah, they got those big tanks. Yeah. yeah, so they have to put something on there, that truck, that is amusing, not disgusting. So oh, I've seen those over for, like, porta potty stuff? Yeah, like there's this one tanker truck that reads on the side, a flush beats a full house. Get it? <laughs> See? I got it. Okay. That's a good one. For Cliff's company... At first whiff, call Cliff. See, I like that. Here's if you are musically inclined and you like your classic rock, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. There you go. From Not ACDC. bad. There you go. Yeah. Uh, how about, and I like this one. This is just a call to reality. Do you want to do this yourself? Okay. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> I like the one, you know, the got milk one, got poop. See, that that works for me. That's right to the point. Oh, wait. Hauling away political promises. Perfect. Yes. Okay. Nothing stinks too bad. I'm not sure about that. Satisfaction guaranteed or 100% of your product back. (laughs) 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 Okay. Even Um, if they do a bad job, it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thanks for flushing our business down your drain. That's good. Okay. I like that Uh, one. Too much brown call crown. We ain't hauling milk here. Okay, get it. We oh I oh did oh Frank. This one is the winner. We want your stinking business. See, simple, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you think your job sucks? <laughs> See, these are people who just—it's a dirty job, but they love their dirty job. There you go.
All right, in college football this Saturday, the Wyoming Cowboys will be on the road at Boise State. The folks are 5-2 and two overall and 2-1 and one in Mountain West play. They have never won in Boise on that blue field that makes people dizzy when they watch it on TV. Now, the Broncos, they've been just mediocre at best. Three and four overall, two and one in league play, and they're coming off a bye week. Their loss to Colorado State their last time out was a superior choke job. They lost 31-30 and blew a 20-point lead with six minutes to go. Wyoming is coming off their uh, bye weeks. That should help them, you would think. Folks are six-point favorites in the game, and that's a 3.30 start on Saturday from Boise, and we'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Larrabee. In the NFL, from over the weekend, former UW quarterback and Buffalo Bill star Josh Allen absorbed a 29-25 loss to a bad New England team. Allen did his job. He was 27-41 for 265 yards, two TDs, and one pick. However, he was under a lot of pressure from the Patriot defense. And all the hype that the Bills get, you know, they're just a pedestrian 4-3. and three. Former Polk Andrew Winger with five tackles for Jacksonville in their win over New Orleans. Former UW guy Carl Grandison with five tackles for New Orleans in their loss to Jacksonville. Uh, six tackles, excuse me. And Marcus Epps had five tackles, another former Cowboy guy for the Las Vegas Raiders in their loss to Chicago. Jugo Volleyball, Casper College, 22-11 and 11 after a three-sets and then went over Gillette College over the weekend. Keybirds will be at Eastern Wyoming and Torrington on Friday. LCCC from Cheyenne, 28-4 and four after a three-sets-to-one win over Central Wyoming their last time out. They will be at Western Wyoming and Rock Springs on Friday. The Golden Eagles are currently 16th in the country. The 4A, the regional high school volleyball tournaments will begin on Friday and Saturday. The uh, 4A East will be in Sheridan, the 4A West in Green River, the 3A East in Moorcroft, the 3A West in Lander, the 2A East will be in Wright, uh, the Riverton will, the 2A East in Wright, the 2A West in Riverton, the 1A East in, in Hewitt, and the, two, and the 1A West in Riverton. The state volleyball tournament will be next week to, to Thursday, Wednesday, to Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at the Ford Center in Casper. And the Arizona Diamondbacks are in the, in the World Series of Baseball. They beat Philadelphia on the road yesterday 4-2 to two, to win that National League Championship Series in seven games. The Diamondbacks had just 84 wins this year, but they were a hot, hot baseball team in September and October. And the World Series will start on Saturday, and the Diamondbacks will take on the Texas Rangers. This is in sports. Carrier gal who's listening in Fort Collins sent me one. I saw a septic tank sign. She said, a straight flush beats a full house. That's a good one. Hey, Frank, do you think these two teams that will be in the playoffs here, which gets started soon, are they going to give you a good game? Oh, I think they will, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. It, 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 the stakes are very, very high. Okay. Very high. I would hate to see two boring teams just no, lull no, you no. into a sleep. They, they will be boring. They okay. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of, we're going to roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. Open phones, too. Triple eight ninety seven woods That's 888-97-WOODS. Wake up, Wyoming.
Eight oh six. The time. It's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Before we get to open phones, all right. If you're looking at your gas tank right now, as you're driving to work and thinking, "Yeah, I'm gonna have to get this sooner or later," you probably feel the anxiety that I feel from time to time. I know I really want to fill up now. Nice that prices have dropped a little bit. That's a little helpful, but they're still far higher than they should be. So here's an opportunity for you to get in on some really low, if not non-existent, gas prices. Hang on. I'm going somewhere with this. On the phone with me is Tyler Lindholm, Americans for Prosperity, the Wyoming branch, right, Tyler? Yeah, no, that's right. We're Wyoming only. So uh, you have a deal for those people, I guess, that are heading to work right now and are looking at that needle getting lower than they want it to be. What's going on? Yeah, so I, I I would ask that they wait till tomorrow. Okay. Wait till tomorrow morning at right. the Old Town Pump, starting at six o'clock in the morning. Americans for Prosperity is going to slash the price of gasoline at the Old Town Pump to two dollars and thirty eight cents a gallon, and three dollars and thirty nine cents a gallon for diesel. Now, for those people who don't know where that is, Old Town Pump, that's in Casper, Wyoming, right? That's in Casper, Wyoming. We're we're doing okay. this. Our first stop on this tour, of course, has to be in uh, Oil City. Okay. So I mean, we start there in Casper, Wyoming. Now, let, well, I'll get back to the old town pump for those people in Casper tomorrow. But hang on. If you're doing this on tour, where else are you going? We're going to Cheyenne. We're going to the capital after this. We're going to okay. try to hit Cheyenne sometime next month where we can hopefully help out some of the folks that maybe don't work for the government. Oh, okay. That would be. So in other words, they have to prove that they don't work for the government and then they'll go ahead and, and get their free gas. <laughs> well, uh, we'll actually take them all. If you work for the state, yeah. you're fine. You work for the federal government, maybe keep driving. Yeah, yeah. Just keep it quiet if you do. <laughs> all right. So after Cheyenne, are you going to continue touring around the state? Yeah, we're going to, we're going to actually pivot to grocery store events. We're going to try to offset inflation for people, um, mm-hmm. that they're feeling at grocery stores. I mean, everybody's feeling the pain at the pump. But they're also feeling it at the grocery stores. Average family of four prices on groceries have risen by $60 a week. So we're going to try to offset that. We're going to have some gift cards that you can use at some of your local grocers in Cheyenne and Casper to offset that that weekly hit. We're going to try to do that right before Thanksgiving to help folks out. Okay. So if you're helping folks out like this, and I'm sure people are excited and thank you for that, is there a point to this? In other words, are you just trying to raise awareness for Americans for Prosperity, or what's the point here? Well, we want folks to to recognize what's currently happening with with inflation. Right. Um, you know, typically in the past we see prices and gas prices and diesel and those things rise on their own due to normal commodity type metrics. Recently, though, well, since the Biden administration took office, a lot of this has been driven by simply inflation. And so that's what we're trying to point out to people, that this is very different than what we've seen in the past. These prices that we're currently seeing are being driven by poor and, well, I mean, horrible economic policies driven driven by Congress. And we're actually out supporting uh, House Resolution Number 1 uh, that has passed, passed the House of Representatives and is now on the Senate's desk asking people to support that legislation. I did come across, and I'll read it when I get done chatting with you here, but there's a story out of California. Real shocker here. Gas prices just going through the roof there, and they keep going up and up. You know, they've always been the highest prices in the country. So Governor Newsom decided to do something about it. So he cut some regulations, and prices immediately dropped. 
Gee, imagine that. Funny how that works, <laughs> isn't it, Tyler? Right, right. Well, and that's why we're supporting the Lower Energy Cost Act. That's exactly what that legislation aims to do. It eliminates new taxes on natural gas infrastructure borne by consumers and consumers only. It restores predictability to energy production from federal lands and ends abuse of the Clean Water Act, permitting by anti-development states. Mm. Um, So that's what we're after. Let's reduce and uh, restrict this regulatory hurdle that's currently in place for our energy producers. Let's let's uh, let's make oil again. I'm talking with Tyler Lindholm, Americans for Prosperity here in Wyoming. And let, let me ask you then, if, as long as I have you, I might as well ask you about the possibility of our electricity prices jumping up to close to 30% if our power company here in Wyoming gets its way. I mean, and, and they're saying that has nothing to do with wind and solar energy, although I have my doubts. Right. Yeah, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I have my doubts, too. Um, recently, in fact, uh, you know, there's been multiple times that the um, that Rocky Mountain Power has been uh, had complaints filed against them here in the state of Wyoming to the Public Service Commission, and recently one of those was just uh, was was just uh, put to bed. Um, the reality of the situation, I think, has to do with the fact that Rocky Mountain Power is controlled by its big brother, Pacific Core, uh, back on the West Coast, who is driving the needle on a lot of this, and that needle is being essentially directed by the Oregon legislature and the Washington state legislature. And if Wyoming's going to take back its future and get back to lower energy prices, we've got to find a way to hold some of these, uh, some of these producers responsible for driving um, these environmentalist type policies here in the state of Wyoming, even though it's got nothing to do uh, with what was voted on in the state of Wyoming. Okay. So besides going around the state and helping some people out with just a little bit of relief, let's get people involved in your organization because I know you, you're pretty much just starting up here in the state of Wyoming, but it's about time we got a chapter going. So how do people get involved with, with your organization? That's a fantastic question. You can visit our website, cowboysforprosperity.org, and sign up with us. We're a grassroots activist organization. Uh, so everything we do is driven by the grassroots. Uh, the direction that we go is that, that bus is driven by by just regular Wyomingites, and that's who we are. Um, so if you'd like to get in touch with us, visit us at cowboysforprosperity.org, or you can find us on Facebook or Twitter, any one of those places. We would love to have your help, um, and we'd love to empower you as a grassroots activist to be able to take on your government. Okay, so let's get people to where they need to be in Casper tomorrow for those I mean, ultra low, almost non-existent gas prices. So this is a limited offer. I understand that. They have to yep. show up where? Uh, we're going to be at Old Town Pump, which is 701 West Collins Drive in Casper. That's over by uh, Natrona County High School. Okay. So Old Town Pump, and you're reducing prices how much? We're going to go to $2.38 on regular unleaded gasoline. Right. And we're going 3.39 on diesel. We're only right. going to do the first 200 car uh, cars that come through. No semis, no RVs, uh, no gas cans. Uh, so just bring your daily driver, bring it on by. We're going to do those 200 first vehicles and uh, try to get everybody through as quickly as possible. While also at the same time talking to them about inflation and, and what, what a reduced gas price means. It's 
really, I, I'm just going to use the word annoying to me that you're saying $2.38, and we're considering that to be a reduction. Because as far as I'm concerned, if the price dropped to two thirty-eight, it's still too high. It shouldn't be at that level right now. But that's a big right. reduction right now, isn't it? Oh, it's a huge reduction. I, what that price actually represents is the first day that President Biden took office. Yeah, That's what we're rolling back okay. to. When Biden, Bidenomics took first took effect and kind of ruined our economy. Okay. Old Town Pump, first 200 cars, uh, no gas cans, no RVs. That really fills it up. And you're going to be working on diesel prices, too. And what time again does this yes, start sir. tomorrow? We start at 6 o'clock in the morning. So if you're an early riser, you're going after your coffee, and you need to swing by and top off your tank, come join us. All right. Hey, Tyler, thanks for coming on this morning. Hey, do me a favor. I, I'm going to throw a curveball to Miss Mary. At some point while you're doing this tomorrow, are you going to be in town doing this? I am. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll be right on scene. You bet. Yeah, call the show. You got yeah, it. Just, I, I'll be yeah, calling. Yes, call sir. and just let us know how it's working. I expect there to be a line around the block. I'm excited. It's right. going to be awesome. I'm really excited. Thank you, Tyler. I appreciate it. 8.15, Wake Up Wyoming. Now, Glenn Woods fits in your pocket with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Hey, 20 is the time. Wake Up Wyoming. All right, if you're just joining me. Tyler Lindholm used to be a state representative now, doing all sorts of other things. He lives over in the Sundance area, including his uh, Cowboys for Prosperity, which is part of American for Prosperity organization. But here in Wyoming, grassroots organization just getting started. If you just missed that, so it's not just, it's going to start in the Casper area, but Cheyenne, you're up, and he's going to be doing things all over the state. But it starts tomorrow in Casper, where you'll be able to go to a local gas station, okay, and Old Town Pump, for those people who know Old Town Pump, and they're going to seriously reduce your gas price. They're not going to pay for all of your gas, but they're going to drop your price to like 238 That's like a buck off, right? For the first 200 cars, no, you cannot show up with your RV, no gas cans, limited offer, first 200 vehicles. And he said he'll call in tomorrow to give us an update because I expect, you know, a row of vehicles around the block. Now, here's I just sent this to Tyler. What I was talking to him about as we were talking about this subject. So let's go to California. Now, before I read this story, I'll set it up for you. I remember, let's go back to when Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans. And remember the hurricane, yeah, it would have been some damage, but there wouldn't have been that much damage except for those levees needed to be repaired. And the Bush administration, George W., had sent a bunch of money to New Orleans to fix those levees. And instead, they whittled away the money and all sorts of other things and levees broken. You know. But it wasn't just New Orleans that was flooded out. There's other towns that were just gone because of it, right? So, all right. Some refineries, I believe two, were damaged and were offline. So that means the price of gasoline is and diesel and so on, jet fuel, et cetera, et cetera, is about to skyrocket. So George W. Bush, being an oil guy, knows exactly what to do. One of the biggest problems with prices of fuel is government regulation. So he signs an executive order. I don't know if the executive order was legal, but he did it, which said across the nation, doesn't matter city, county, state, or federal regulations, 
Forget all that. Just screw that. Everybody's going to get the same grade of gasoline. And in case you don't know, where you buy gas will depend on exactly how that gas is formulated. Different places have different ways of formulating gas, depending on not just altitude or temperature of the area, but also environmental regulations, city, county, state, federal environmental regulations, which means these refineries are constantly sending out, well, they have to keep changing over how they do the mixture, I'll put it that way, the refining process, better way to put it. That way they can get you gasoline and diesel and so on. That's in compliance with these rules. George W. just said, forget it, everybody gets the same grade of gasoline. And the prices got really low. Headline, California gas prices decline after governor eases refinery restrictions. Gee, you think he'll learn a lesson off of that? Derek is in Douglas. Hello, Derek. Hey, Glenn, good morning to you. Good morning. Hey, and all this talk of inflation and and I'm I'm glad the guy's doing what he's doing for awareness on gas prices, but you know, higher prices are the result of inflation. Inflation is actually increase of the money supply and and this is a bipartisan thing. So to blame things on a president that doesn't know where his socks are. Right. Yeah. Um, I think we need to look at the system itself and, and you know, these utilities like Rocky Mountain Power you know, majority owned by Buffett, along with the railroad that hauls the coal. And if you look into these things, you know, this, the wind industry even can't really get a foothold unless they corrupt local governments. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. a lot of these commissioners and so-called leadership, a lot of times if folks are, it seems, uh, if they're in a leadership position in the private sector, say they run a business, a ranch, you know, ahead of something, then they don't make very good employees. They don't take direction in fiscal matters very well. They they want to be in leadership and not in representation. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it's I mean it's not hopeless. But the populace itself is turned more towards services than uh, smaller government and the preservation of liberty. Right. If they really, if you want to really want to bring inflation down. First off, free up the market because the freer the market is, the less things cost and the better quality things get. But also, hey, government, quit taking so much money and quit spending so much money because massive debt, not just in the federal government, but all the way down to the local level, helps drive up prices. You're right. It's the money supply, in which case we have to blame both political parties, not just the Democrats. And the Federal Reserve. And, and, you know, these local governments... You know, you can talk to them, and they're fighting against Cheyenne, and they're fighting against the feds and regulation, yet they've got employees that do, you know, that do nothing but surf for grants. Yes, exactly right. They've yeah. got a lot of double double speak going on. And remember, it's a Republican-controlled state. These are Republicans that talk a big game against smaller, go- you know, for smaller government, mm-hmm. yet they're growing it all the time. Right. All right, Derek. Um, so, yeah. Great anyway. call. Thank you, Derek. I appreciate it. I'm going to build on that a little bit. In fact, I have had some of our representatives. We have three people in the uh, Senate and one, uh, two people in the Senate, one person in the House, right, in Washington, D.C. And they have talked before about even at times come to Wyoming to help people learn how to do grant writing from the federal government, in which I complained to them, would you please stop doing that? Quit with the grant writing. 
Quit reaching your hand out to the federal government for more and more and more. They don't have the money. They don't. And Derek's right. It drives up inflation. It does a lot of other damage besides that, but it, it, in part. All right. Here's a story from California. California gas prices declined significantly in response to the governor's waiving approving of the early end of its uh, specially formulated summer blend of fuel, according to the Energy Information Agency. Weekly gas prices in California appear to have peaked with October's second weekly report, $6.01 per gallon compared to the national average of $3.80. They've been paying average $6 and a penny per gallon average in California compared to what you've been paying. And you've been complaining, right? California Energy Commission reports California is an isolated transportation fuel market, meaning gasoline purchased in California is refined in the state with only 14 refineries and new gas vehicles being phased out, or at least they're going to try to, by 2035, refineries have little incentive to invest in new... Ref- well, they can't. It's just about impossible because of the regulations to build new refineries. It would cost about $10 billion, really, and then California doesn't want them to build any new refineries anyway. They want to go all electric. As if that's possible. California unable to import oil from the rest of the country due to a lack of physical infrastructure to do so. Well, they could have solved that problem, too. Hang on. This is an important story. So I'm going to go ahead and back it up here, put it aside. I will dig into this story as we get into the next half hour. And like Derek just did, open phones. 888-97-WOODS is the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. But this show, this whole article I'm looking at here, perfectly illustrates what the problem is. And it's happening in just one state. And one move by the governor of that state greatly reduced prices at the pump. Inflation. Imagine what he could do for the rest of the state if he started thinking more like a physical conservative. What local governments are in debt? I am right in Evansville. Uh, none that I know of or I'm aware of here in Wyoming. But if you go around the country, you'll find a lot of local governments in debt. That's what I was talking about. Coming up on some local news update. I do weather forecast after that. Wake up, Wyoming. Local and mobile across Wyoming and beyond with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 36 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, 888 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Or like a lot of people do. There's all sorts of people out there who send me notes off of the Wake Up Wyoming app. So when you open up the app, which is free to download at your app store, just wake up Wyoming, there it is. And then when it opens, you'll see a toolbar across the middle. Touch the chat option. There you go. Send me a text message right through that. All right, so let's go back here. Darn it, I think I closed it. I'll I'll go back. No, it crashed. Oh, for once something wasn't my fault. Okay, the website crashed. Calling back up here a story that I have in my notes, or as Rush Limbaugh used to say, a stack of stuff. 
comes out of California, which is right in line with what Tyler Limholm was talking about, if you caught that segment. This has to do with California and gas prices, and it perfectly illustrates so many things. Here's the story. Because you can take this with gasoline and use in California and just let your imagination run wild on what government does from your local government on up to your federal government, no matter where you are. And how they muck things up. Because all California had to do was back off on some stupid regulations. And all of a sudden, prices drop. Fred is in Colorado. Hello, Fred. Good morning, Glenn. How are you today? Good. So what you got? A couple of things. You were talking about the lady who was picked up for shoplifting? Yeah. Well, I got a semi-serious and a serious comment on that. All right. Number one... You know, she probably didn't collect state sales tax and hasn't paid her income tax. That's so, true, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, she ought to be convicted for both of those things. Uh-huh. But on a more serious note, somebody recommended work. In my home state of Michigan, they used to have prisoners who were called trustees. Mm-hmm. And in the summertime, you'd see them in a state truck um, driving by. They would send them to the state parks. And what they would do is clean up the park and get it ready for the day. So they'd pick up the trash, clean up the beach, uh mow the lawns or whatever was needed. Well, I was thinking maybe what they ought to do in in, uh, Wyoming is similar to that, but also maybe in the cities, put them to work filling potholes or cleaning up the trash or helping in the park system, you know, working alongside some of the city employees to do some of the work that needs to be done, but the city can't afford to pay for it. Sure. Now, okay, I'll give you the, uh, you know, argument against that just to see what you have to say there are some that would say yeah but there's people who legitimately do that for a living and you're taking away those jobs but glenn let's be honest there's a lot of work out there and not enough people to do the work now let's talk about city government my city is always asking for more tax dollars so they can hire people Mm -hmm. and we're always voting against it yeah so if you've got prisoners or you got people who've broken the law put them to work yeah and i'm saying in charge us, you know, put a value on that piece of work, and that's how they work off. I know you were talking about how do you pay a $10,000 fine or whatever. Yeah. This is a way to work off the fine. There you go. Good answer for that. All right. Well, and by the way, I didn't. I was telling Miss Mary, I didn't think I was going to bring it up, but you've got to get out the song, Blame Canada. It's ready to go. That's true. Oh, no, I have that ready to go as soon as that weather hits. All right, Glenn. You have a great day. All right. Appreciate it. That's uh, Fred going up from Colorado there. Okay, 888 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. So let's go back to California again. Now, again, this illustrates, don't just think California and gas. This illustrates so many things. California gas prices declined significantly, the story says, in response to the governor's waiver approving the early end of its special formula for the summer, the summer blend of gasoline. Because when it's hotter out, you use a different blend of gasoline than when it's colder out, right? According to the Energy Information Agency, weekly gas prices in California appear to have peaked October 2nd, an average of, you think you had a bad, $6.01 a gallon average. National average at the time was $3.80. California Energy Commission reports California has a isolated transportation fuel market, meaning all of the fuel purchased in California was made in California. Refine. With only 14 refineries and new gas vehicles being phased out by 2035, again, I still kind of doubt that. We'll see. Because they want to phase out the vehicles based on the governor's executive order. So it's never passed as law. 
Refineries have little incentive to invest in new refineries, which would cost about $10 billion for one. Meaning that when two refineries shut down for regular maintenance, well, that's part of the reason prices go up. In general, there's, and also because of regulations, there's just no incentive to open up a new refinery in California. California was able, uh, unable to import oil from the rest of the country due to lack of physical infrastructure to do so. And the existence of California's specific standard gasoline. Here, once again, California has its own environmental standards. And in some cases, even some of the counties and cities have environmental standards of their own on top of that. California's special blends produce lower emissions, they say, than standard gasoline. I doubt that. While the summer blend is more costly, the winter blend, uh, due to its ability to reduce smog, you know, causing evaporation and so on. Over 55% of crude oil California refineries used to produce the state's fuel comes from abroad, making California the most susceptible than other states for fluctuation in global prices. You know what they should buy? So I, what if you just go ahead, California, and buy your crude oil from Wyoming or places like that. Just a thought. The remainder of its oil comes from California, about 29%, Alaska 15%. California also has the highest combined gas taxes and fees in the nation. On typical, uh, one typical gallon of gasoline, as reported by the state's energy department October 16th, the state charges 58 cents excise tax, 54% environmental fee, 12 cents in local sales tax, 2 cents in state storage fee, on top of the federal 18 cents excise tax. Approximately 14% for environmental fees allocated the state's cap and trade carbon credit system. Oh, I'm sorry, scam. And then 23% or 23 cents. Associated state low-carbon fuel standards, they say, uh, is a regressive tax on the poor who can't afford electric vehicle and fail to reduce their own carbon emissions. So California, 99.7% of the state's local board spending is funded by gas taxes and other driver's fees. So because prices are so stinking high and it was hurting Californians so much, the governor decided I'm going to give a little bit of relief. So he just backs off on some of those taxes and regulations just a little bit, and prices come way down. See, oftentimes when people go to a gas station and they see high prices at the pump, for some people, depends on who you're talking to, some people right away, they blame the oil company. Well, I'm not saying that's totally wrong, but what about the rest of it? And what if... We were able to get the Biden administration, well, fat chance, just Washington, D.C., to back off on some regulations and taxes, get whatever state you're in to do it a bit more, as well as your local governments. Gas prices would be how much more reasonable then? And if the price of not just gasoline, but just fuel in general came down, what would that do for the rest of inflation? Right, because fuel prices do as fuel gets more expensive. Of course, that means everything else is going to get more expensive because fuel is so important to even just getting items to the market. 
And that's just naming one thing. 845, wake up. Listen to Glenn Woods anywhere you roam with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 48 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the trip where Frank Gambino is working by. Okay, Frank, so since you like the ones so much that had to do with great slogans for uh, sewage companies, I've decided to just go with just horrible slogans in general, okay? Okay, yeah, I'm these, ready. These are just some of the worst out there. <clears throat> some guy invented an electric vacuum automobile, which didn't sell. Nothing. Electric? Vacuum automobile. Vacuum automobile. It even looks. So you would drive it down the road and it Uh, would pick up all the dirt. I I don't know, but that's not what it did. But nothing sucks like an Electrolux. (laughs) Yeah. Uzbekistan Airwaves, which is actually, yes, they are a legitimate airline that you can fly. Uzbekistan. A legitimate country, evidently, too. Yes. (laughs) Uzbekistan Airways. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um this I think is actually clever. It's a place where they serve different kinds of shish kebabs. That's its mm-hmm. specialties, really good stuff. After dinner you can stab your date. Well, there you go. With, with, with that big stick there, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um let's see. Rebox, cheat on your girlfriend, not your workout. There that you was go. that did not go over really well. well no, I don't think so. Um, imagine more snacks than you can imagine. I don't even know what imagine that means. Yeah, more snacks than you, than can, you imagine. can imagine. Okay, that's, that's too early in the morning for me. I don't. I'm not going to try to decipher that. Okay. No. Um, and see, you can never be too thin. I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah. Okay. The beer that beer would drink. Okay. See, <laughs> the beer that oh, beer would saw, drink. There, there, there's a commercial that Bob Price sent me about that. Oh yeah. The beer that the beer can is drinking the beer. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, I have to. No, I have to skip some of these. Okay, no, that's not going to work either. Some of these I just cannot. Okay, this is really bad. Someone got in trouble for this. White is purity. And right away, the NAACP probably called them. Yeah, uh, wait a minute. All right, in the National Football League from over the weekend, former Wyoming Cowboy quarterback and Buffalo Bills star Josh Allen absorbed the 29-25 loss to a bad New England team. Allen did his job. He was 27-41 of for 265 yards, three TDs and one pick, but he was under a lot of defensive pressure from the Patriots. For all the hype that the Bills get, they're just 4-3. and three. Former Polk Andrew Wingard had five tackles for Jacksonville in their win over New Orleans. Former UW guy Carl Granderson, had five at six tackles for New Orleans in their loss to Jacksonville. Marcus Epps, uh, another former Cowboy, five tackles for Las Vegas in their loss to Chicago. In college football coming up on Saturday, the Wyoming Cowboys will be on the road at Boise State. Folks are five and two overall and two and one in Mountain West Conference play. They have never won in Boise. And now the Bronx, the Broncos, they're three and four overall, two and one in uh, league play. So they're having an off season. 
and they're coming off a bye week, and they lost to Colorado State their last time out, 31-30, a game where they just completely choked that one away, blowing a 20-point lead with six minutes to go. Wyoming is also coming off a bye week, so we'll see how they play. You know, sometimes you you come off a bye week, and if you're sharp, that means you rested. And if you come off a bye week and you don't look so good, I mean, that means you're rusty. The Cowboys are six-point favorites in the game. That's a 3.30 start on Saturday afternoon. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. High school volleyball, those regional tournaments will be Friday and Saturday. The 4A East will be in Sheridan, the 4A West in Green River, the 3A East in Moorcroft, the 3A West in Lander. Wright will host the 2A East, Riverton will host the 2A West and the 1A West, and Hewlett will host the 1A East. The State High School Volleyball Tournament will be next Thursday and Friday at the Ford Center in Casper. Junior College Volleyball, Casper College is 22-11 after three sets and then went over Gillette College over the weekend. They will be at Eastern Wyoming and Torrington on Friday. LCCC 28-4 after three sets to one win over Central Wyoming their last time out. They will be at Western Wyoming in Rock Springs on Friday. The Golden Eagles are currently rated 16th in the country. And in baseball, the Arizona Diamondbacks qualify for the World Series. They beat Philadelphia 4-2 to on the road to win the National League Championship Series four games to three. Diamondbacks only had 84 wins uh, during the regular season, but they were smoking hot in September and October. Remember, in 2021, they were 52-110. and They will take on the Texas Rangers in the World Series, which will begin on Saturday. That's in sports. That's a whole lot of volleyball going on. Oh, yeah, there's a whole lot of everything going on. Okay. So, and I assume because, you know, the weather, all, most of this is indoors? The volleyball is. The yeah. football is not. Okay, the football is not. Well, you know, these guys are supposed to be tough. They're just supposed to put up with it. Unlike baseball, if they feel one raindrop, they call it. Oh, I know, because they could they could slip and slide and then, <sighs> then hurt their big toe. Mess up those nice uniforms. Oh, can't yeah. do that. No, can't get any mother snow now. All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on, I like picking on baseball for that. Football plays in anything. The rougher the weather, the better the game. Baseball, oh, no. I felt a raindrop. So I cup my own. Friday. Nine oh six at times. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. And if you're just joining me, so you know, the program is from six to ten weekday mornings. That's a lot, and I know a lot of people busy out there can't listen to the whole thing. So the the program is a podcast when I get done, and it's condensed for you. Getting rid of news, weather, commercials, things like that. Just to get to the meat of the program. So after the program's over, go to the Wake Up Wyoming app, free to download your app store, and then touch on demand, then Wake Up Wyoming, and select the episode you want. You can start it, stop it, rewind it, pause it, share it, whatever you want to do. All of that's free, by the way. And if you want to send me text messages while I'm on the air, use the app, hit the chat mode. Other than that, triple eight ninety seven Woods. Now, let's go back, and I know you're going to say, please, let's not. But let's go back to COVID for just a minute. When all of this was going on, there were those, including President Trump at the time, saying this was out of a lab, Wuhan, China. It had nothing to do with a bat. 
you know, all sorts of other things said about COVID that the news media was ripping us for. In fact, if you tried to get online, uh, social media, Facebook and so on, and talk about these things, they would either de-emphasize or block what you were saying. Meantime, politicians and news media, as long as they towed the line, were able to say what they want. Well, as time went by, we found out who the purveyors of actual truth were and those people who were actually pushing misinformation were. That in mind, I'm just going to play you part. John Stossel is one of my all-time broadcast heroes. He's now exclusively, he decided to do this. He could still be on Fox News, but he left. He went to YouTube and other social media to, to do what he really wants to do. And he puts out these videos. Now, here's just part of his latest one, where he interviews Rand Paul over a book that Rand Paul has coming out about the whole COVID thing. This is just part of that interview. But the point that I have to make after you hear this has very little to do with COVID. There's something else I wanted to talk about, but here we go. Most people have no clue that in 2023, the best way to make money on Amazon is not with physical products. Okay, that is not what I wanted to do. There we go. And NIH funded it. Remember when Senator Rand Paul accused Anthony Fauci of funding China's Wuhan virus lab? I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating. The media immediately criticized Senator Paul. Rand Paul, stop it. You look like an idiot. Dr. Anthony Fauci, blasting Senator Rand Paul. Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about. Anthony Fauci once again forced to call Rand Paul a sniveling moron. (laughs) But some now have changed. Major shift. NIH admits funding risky research in Wuhan. Paul might have been on to something. To me, it's not so much about them admitting or apologizing. It's really about trying to prevent this from happening again in the future. Paul also pushed the then controversial idea that COVID began with a lab leak. All the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. And there will be responsibility for those who funded the lab, including yourself. Did COVID leak from this lab, which did experiments funded by the U.S. government? The media told us no. COVID came from an animal. The working theory is someone butchered a bat, came into contact with its blood or urine, and then touched his or her nose or mouth. Everybody was saying, came from animals, from bats. I initially was there too. Then there became reports of 80,000 animals being tested, no animals with it. No animals with COVID, but... We know that three people in the Wuhan lab got sick with a virus of unknown origin in November of 2019. And that was more than a 1,000 kilometers away from where bats live. Exactly. Not only that, lab leaks are common. Accidents do happen. Labs in Singapore, Taiwan, and China accidentally infected themselves with SARS. SARS escaped from labs. So did smallpox, anthrax, and flu. Now the FBI and others agree with Senator Paul. The Department of Energy has concluded COVID-19 likely came from a lab leak in China. So evil Chinese scientists in a lab funded by America? Uh, America funded it, and I think it was uh, maybe not done with evil intentions. It was done with misguided notion that gain-of-function research was safe. Now, again, Rand Paul has a book coming out on all of this, which is why John Stossel was interviewing him there, but... The point for me is not even to rehash all of COVID, but let's go back to what were you told at the time about the purveyors of misinformation? Yeah. And it turns out who actually 
were the people with that misinformation that they were pushing. Turns out to be not just your media, your social media, even Google and YouTube and so on, you know, like that. Facebook, Twitter at the time, government. This is what was pushing information on you that turned out to be absolutely not true. Now, we just went through this again. Here we have uh, problems with Israel and Gaza and Hamas. And, of course, a missile has to land right next to a hospital. And what's the first thing you hear from news outlets? So we've been through this over the past few days. Because Hamas sent out a press release. And that press release is what the news media just regurgitated as if it were fact. Until finally facts actually do come. And it took a while for media to come around on this. But once again, who are those who are pushing misinformation again? This comes down to trust issues, of which personally I have very little trust in our news media and in our political figures at this point in my life. I used to have more trust, but I was young and naive back then. Now that trust has dwindled down to just about almost nothing at this point. So oftentimes when people express a different point of view and are canceled, which still happens to an extent out there. It's nice to see the cancel cultures getting serious pushback. But those people who were doing the canceling now, in some cases even find themselves canceled or egg on their face. Imagine how do they, in their own minds, how do they square this? They were canceling people for pushing misinformation. Then they found out, in fact, they were the ones who were pushing misinformation. Now, for some of these people, they'll look at that and go, oh, wow, I really blew it. But others, though, you know the type of people, they can never admit that they ever did anything wrong. You've met that type. They can never admit that they ever did anything wrong. It's always the other guy that did something wrong, never them. When you listen to a program like this and a guy like me and you think, boy, he has some serious trust issues, this is part of the reason why I have serious trust issues. Oftentimes when I'm listening to a congressional hearing and I'm listening not just to the members of Congress talking, but those people that they're interviewing at that congressional hearing, I find it very difficult to believe anything that anybody is saying at the time, which is why I often say on the air, whenever there's some, some kind of a crisis going on, wait, wait, because oftentimes the first thing that you hear is wrong. Even if it's somebody that you trust, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're lying, but sometimes they're just wrong. Best thing to do is just wait until more information comes in. Then you can start making an intelligent decision. Usually the first thing that you hear is wrong. And I've also learned that by doing what I do for a living here, making some mistakes early on in my career until I started to realize, hey, maybe I shouldn't be the guy who's trying to be first with the news. Maybe I ought to wait until I'm right rather than being first. 9.15, wake up, Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on air, online, and on the Wake Up, Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. 920 is the time to wake up Wyoming. It is open phones. That means you can just go ahead and change the subject if you want. I'm fine, but let's kind of roll with it. So part of the American dream for the longest time is to own a home. 
Now, for quite a while, I had discussions with people on air about why they couldn't afford things because people were posting memes on social media. Well, it used to be the father, the husband could work and the wife and kids, they didn't have to. That woes were the day. My answer to them at the time was, this is a few years ago. Well, it's still that way. The problem is today we spend money like we're a bunch of idiots because we have this idea we have to have the big house. Every kid has to have their own bedroom. Everybody who's eligible to drive has a car. Everybody has a television in their room. Everybody has a laptop or some kind of a tablet or whatever. Boy, the toys that we buy. Every single paycheck is Christmas. It's not that we, we're making money more than ever before, more than our parents or grandparents ever dreamed of. It's the way we spend it. Now, today, it's a little bit harder with inflation. See, our grandparents, especially our grandparents, owned much smaller homes. And maybe the family had one used car for the entire family. Okay. We didn't have all sorts of accessories. They, they didn't spend their money like idiots. Because the grandparents grew up in tough times. They knew how to save money. They knew the importance of it. Today, it is a little bit different. Story I have in front of me. A bad turn for the American dream. Don't buy rent. Now, for me personally, I have rented places over the years because the business that I'm in, I've had to move around a bit. And I know that. For some of you, you think buying a home because I'm going to buy a house, I'm going to stay here. And I get that. And it's just being in media, well, it tends to shuffle me around a little bit. So I've never really looked at, even though I'd love to own a home, I often look at it and think, yeah, but it doesn't make sense because I'm... I get shuffled around a lot. I get I have to move around a lot. So with that in mind, let's read the story. While the great American dream can seem like a thing of the past for many young people, folks of a certain age remember it well. You grow up, you get a job, you get married, you buy a home of your own. The rest of those things remain quite possible these days, but buying a home is quickly becoming a pipe dream for all but a few fortunate people. Under our current inflation policies, prices are multiplying in a variety of ways. See, this is a lot like what I talked to you guys a while ago about buying a car right now. Not a good time to buy a car. Don't buy a car. I did some research into it and realized, you know, boy, I can see why so many people are just not buying. I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't. I wanted to see how bad the car market was. And wow, I was, it was far worse than I thought. So, Okay. According to the Wall Street Journal this week, there has never been a worse time to buy. So instead, rent. Yeah. Getting on the property ladder has rarely been tougher for first-time buyers, the story says. But a tight housing market isn't turning out to be a bonanza for landlords either. The cost of buying a home versus renting one is at its most extreme since 1996. The average monthly mortgage payment, 52% higher than the average apartment rent, according to analysis. The last time the measure looked this out of whack was before the 2008 housing crash. Even then, the premium peaked at 33% for 2006. That really gets expensive. So when it comes to, hey, I'd like to own a home. I mean, before, 
my complaint was you can afford to buy a house. This is before all this inflation here. You could afford to buy a house, but don't think about buying some really big place and then stuffing it with all of the latest amenities. That's what you can't afford. Think the way your grandparents did. Buy a small place. You got kids? Get bunk beds. Put them in one room. You don't have to get a brand new car for everybody in the family that can drive. Be a penny pincher like your grandparents. And you would do fine. However, when it comes to it's not just the price of the home in the market right now. But try to get a loan. What are interest rates right about now? Right. That's why a while ago I took a look at, I, I kept reading stories about automobile prices. And I drive by, I feel really bad for people who are in the sales industry for automobiles. Because I, when I drive by a dealership and look over and think, wow, they don't have a whole lot there. Especially for new cars. There was not a whole lot there for new cars. That's hard. For those salespeople, for the people who work there. This is really tough. So that's what made me think, okay, let's go ahead and take a look at what it is price-wise, structure-wise. How bad is this? Wow, was it bad. New car prices right now, insane. And then you try to get a loan and spread out your payments and so on. Oh, dear God. Just about impossible. Used car market is insane too. Not the time to even look at a a used car. I was looking at used cars where a few years ago I thought I would have been able to buy that for like, you know, four to six thousand dollars. Now they want like twenty three thousand or more for the same thing. Double or more for the same exact thing. So for those people who have that American dream, which you should have, the idea of I want to get married, I want to get a nice house doesn't have to be something grand. You know, You, if you're not rich, you can still be successful. Because successful doesn't necessarily mean you made a ton of money. Successful in America is better than most places in the rest of the world. That You found that nice house. You got married. That's working out for you. You got kids. That's working out for you. You bought a nice house in a nice neighborhood. Everything's grand. And most of the rest of the world will never see that. So what we got to do is get all of this inflation back. Now, we can. We certainly can. We've done it before. You know, prices get really high, but then market starts to adjust and things come down. But how do things come down? How do the prices end up coming down? And that a lot of has to do with just supply and demand. Let the bubble burst, let things come down. And for the love of God, you know, I'm a broken record on this, but I need to be. Do not turn to your government for help. Because when the government tried to fix the housing market some time ago, well, they've tried it several times, and they've caused housing crashes. Remember Freddie and Fannie when all of that came crashing down? That was the government trying to make sure that poor people were able to borrow money. Yeah, and it it completely crashed the loan market. It was horrible. That was your government trying to help. When your government stepped in to make health care more affordable and more accessible and it became less accessible and less affordable government stepped in to try to fix student loans say you know you need to go to college and we're going to make sure you can college is going to be accessible and affordable and the opposite of all of that happened this is what happened when these geniuses that we elect step in and try to fix things so 
to rectify the opposite would be the answer. Get them, get their hands out of it. Honestly, just get their hands out of it. Let the market do what it does. Coming up on 9.30, local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. And you and I get back into it again. 888-97-WOODS is the phone number. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Wyoming, Glenn Woods is live on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Nine thirty-six the time, Wake Up Wyoming. All right, I got to read this from Blue Eyes and Douglas. So I just went on a bit of a rant. And the rant had to do with how we spend money. It sounded like... You know, later on in the evening, of course, we have to have our uh, financial program come up, which he talks exactly about that. You know, not how not to spend your money like an idiot, basically. Now, inflation's not your fault, but still, don't spend your money like an idiot. So, Blue Eyes and Douglas writes to me, and she's using the app, by the way, to send me a text message. It is called budgeting. Have a savings for that big thing you need to buy or that vacation. You want to cut back on those stupid Christmas presents and quit thinking that Christmas is all about presents and make homemade stuff. Live in a smaller house. Share a bedroom. I've never had my own bedroom. Oh, by the way, Blue Eyes, my mom used to complain she's never had her own bed or bedroom. She grew up with siblings and she's never had her own room and always slept in the bed with saying she got married and same thing continued her whole life anyway sure i tell you i still don't have my own bedroom you want a house have a kitty for that uh, don't use credit cards in other words save money don't use credit cards it's called budgeting you don't need to spend money on two cases of pop a case of beer cheetos pretzels chips grow a garden There's so many things you can do and still live pretty damn good in this world. And that's true. See, what she's saying is exactly what I'm talking about. Despite even dealing with inflation. In today's world, we live, we make more than ever. Than ever than our grandparents ever dreamed of making. But the way we spend it is just absolutely stupid. And that's the problem. We got some money, so we have to go rushing out and spend that money. Time to buy stuff. I oftentimes think about this when I'm driving through a neighborhood, right? Somebody opens up their garage. And in that garage, the whole garage is just jam-packed with stuff. They can't even get their car in. And some of those people also have a storage unit for extra stuff. Then you go into their house, and you find all the closets are jam-packed. They just keep bringing more stuff into the house. Well, that's wasting a ton of money. If every time you get some money, you go buying stuff, you're filling your house with all sorts of... Then you wonder why you can't keep your house clean because of all that stuff. I dedicate, even though The Uncomplicated Life is a small book that I wrote, I dedicate quite a bit of time to this. Because I found when I unloaded a lot of stuff, not only did I save myself a lot of money... But a lot of clutter in the house, a whole lot of stress, 
life became so much more manageable, and so did my finances, by the way, when I decided instead of getting more and more stuff and dragging it into the house, I I don't have to worry about it. I, I don't have a whole lot. I just have the stuff that I really need or want, which is just a few things. Live simple, live small. Again, it saves me a lot of headache, a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of clutter. Because I'm not constantly doing, you know, it's, it's a rush. When, when people buy stuff and bring it home, there's a rush to that. There's an adrenaline rush. So you're actually getting off on an adrenaline rush by bringing more stuff home. And now I'm going to buy this and now I'm going to get that. Well, if you're an adrenaline junkie, you find a different way to be an adrenaline junkie because this is costing you a ton. Again, money, space, clutter, stress by constantly bringing new stuff in. You will feel a whole lot better when you unload all of those burdens. Trust me, I did it. You'll feel a whole lot better when you unload all of those burdens. Just one of the many little pieces of advice I put in my book, The Uncomplicated Life. And when I said that I was going to read this to Blue Eyes, she said, thanks. Uh, well, thank you. Lived it. That's how I know. And, and Blue Eyes, that's why I wrote The Uncomplicated Life, because I made these mistakes. I made all of these mistakes. And then finally set up one day and went, well, hold on now. This just isn't working out. There's got to be a better way to do that. And I figured out simplifying is a much better way. I have lived on, you wouldn't believe, tough times in my life. Very little money. Very little money. And yet was doing just fine. And then when I started making more money, I didn't go out and start blowing it on all sorts of things. There, now I have some money because I'm not constantly rushing out going to spend, spend, spend. Big difference there, right? Okay. But I still think, it, despite all of that, I understand if you're having problems, you would like to buy that house. You'd like, you need a car. Not want a car. You need a car. You'd really love to get a car. Difficult going to the grocery store these days. I get that too. You know, it can really be tough. Although Blue Eyes has a point. So when you go to the grocery store, you don't need to buy the beer. I know. A lot of people just looked at the radio. Oh, I'm changing the channel and never coming back. You don't need to buy the beer. You really don't. You don't need to buy all the chips and snack foods. If you're going to snack on something, make it something healthy. Chips and other garbage like that. It's referred to as empty calories. It's carbs and calories. There's no nutritional value. All that's doing is making you fat and keeping you fat. That's all it does. So find something less expensive to snack on when you actually do feel hungry. Don't go snacking all the time. Quit buying sodas. You go to the grocery store, you can actually save a ton of money if you're smart the way you shop at a grocery store. Smart like your grandparents were. 9.43, wake up Wyoming. Start your day the right way. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. 9.48 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the crypt with Frank Gambino's looking by there. Uh, so, Frank, uh, first off, did you make it? You there? Okay. Hmm. Let's see. You there, Frank? Okay, I think, okay. You see, we were trying to connect with Frank, and it was sort of an on and off thing. And so, Miss Mary, he's not there right now. 
Well, he's out of state. You know, he had to go out of state on business, and so he was trying to call in. And the phone said, to, I, was it just a bad connection, something like that? You would think, after all of this time and technology, we would have a lot of this resolved. But no. i got to ask you, for those people who remember the old rotary phones, is this system that we have now better or worse? I know a lot of you want to say, oh, it's far worse than ever before. But, Frank, is that you? Here I am. I'm okay. looking for higher ground. Good. Frank had to get up to higher ground. Okay. Now. Yes. My first little-known fact for you, it okay. was back in 1874 that the first, um, let's see, athletic cup was invented for men, right? For protection. Oh, for, you, for the jewels. Yes, right, for protection. Okay. The first helmet, though, was invented like about 100 years later. Well, that shows you what's important. Okay. <laughs> men, it shows exactly how men think, just so you know. Yeah. Now, next up, yeah. let's go. Since you're dealing with the phone system right now, I came across a picture here. It's a chair that does not look very comfortable, but it's a chair. It's got some padding on it. And next to, as part of the chair, there is a little table of which the telephone, the old-fashioned rotary phone, would go on. So when you got a call, you could sit down there and take the call, right? It's a, it's a phone chair system that that was building back then. We don't have anything like that today, do we? No, you take phone calls exactly where you're at. Like, I'm on the side of the road. I'm taking the right. phone call. So, you know, it used to be when you would call somebody, you knew exactly where they were. Yes. Yeah, if, if you called me at home when I was a kid, you knew that I was standing in the kitchen facing a particular wall and yeah. i thought that it was really the neatest thing ever i mean just really neato when my parents paid for an extra long cord so i could walk around the entire kitchen while i was talking part, part of it too in the old days you know you you get a phone call and someone yeah. else will answer glad it's for you uh-huh yeah you see that was a paging system back then get down there like you know really all right, college football this Saturday. The Wyoming Cowboys will be on the road at Boise State. The folks are five and two overall, two and one in Mountain West play, and uh, never have won in Boise. Broncos are uh, Broncos are two and one in the league play and five and two overall. They're coming off a bye week. They lost to Colorado State the last time out, thirty-one thirty, in a game they com completely choked, blowing a twenty-point lead with six minutes to go. Wyoming coming off that bye week, and they are six-point favorites in the game. That's a three-thirty start on Saturday afternoon. We'll have that for you on KG Radio and Casper and KOWB and Larry. NFL over the weekend, former UW quarterback and Buffalo Bill star Josh Allen served a 29-25 loss to a bad New England team on Sunday. Allen was doing his job 27-41 for 265 yards, two TDs and one pick, but he was under a lot of pressure from the Patriot defense. Uh, for all the hype that the Bills get, they're just 4-3. and three. Former poker Andrew Winger had five tackles for Jacksonville in their win over New Orleans. Former UW guy Carl Granderson plays for New Orleans, and he had six tackles in that game in their loss to Jacksonville. Marcus Epps had five tackles. Marcus Epps had five tackles for uh, the, the, the Raiders in their loss to Chicago. In Juco Volleyball, Casper College 22-11 and after a 3 nothing win over Gillette College. And they will be at uh, Eastern Wyoming and Torrington coming up on Friday. And LCCC, their women's team, is 28-4 and after a 3-1 win over Central Wyoming. 
They will be at Western Wyoming on Friday. The Golden Eagles are 16th in the country. And in Major League Baseball, Arizona beat Philadelphia 4-2 to win the National League Championship. The Diamondbacks had 84 wins this year, which is in great, but they played great down the stretch. And they will start the World Series on Saturday, taking on the Texas Rangers. And that's it in sports. Okay, so where are you going? Are you coming home now? Yes, I'm coming home now, yes. Oh, okay. So you got a little bit of dry. How's the weather out there right now? You know what? It is absolutely crystal clear. Okay. This would be the good time to get going. Because crystal it, clear. I see people working on hay on wow. the side of the road. It's great. I do enjoy, if you go to, and I've been, I haven't seen this in America ever before, around the Medicine Bow, east of Medicine Bow on the highway there. You know, mm-hmm. Europe, they would do the big, big, big stacks of hay. You know, yeah. huge. they have that. And it looks very European style rather than rolling it up the way we used to do or the way we do now here in America or making the hay bales. That's really unusual the way they stack that. I don't know why it's one particular ranch who does it the old European style, not a hay bale to be found. You know what? I had no idea about that. I'll have to look that up. Next time time you're, it's east of Medicine Bow. If you're heading east, it's on the left-hand side. If you're heading toward Medicine Bow, it's on your right-hand side. You'll see it there, just before the town. Gotcha. All right. Hey, Frank, drive safe. All right. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. Then we're going to roll into news time after that. National, local, update on your weather forecasts. It's Wake Up Wyoming.